Davidson, and I would like you to join me as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open again with prayer. My heavenly Father, for everyone listening, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, I ask for a spirit of grace on this message. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You ready to have church? Let's begin with a perfect song to start. This is ministered by Terry Brown. That's what the cross is for. Is your mind confused and cluttered? Life has you back against the wall. Mercy's been there in the shadows. Your heart won't let him in at all. There's a cross of pain where Jesus bore the burden of your sin. A place where dying deep inside new life was up again he wants to ease your pain eternal life you'll gain he's standing by your door that's what the cross is for oh my friend i've been where you are lost in that cold and lonely place Pain is etched upon your face Listen, child, the answer is the cross you'll find Jesus there, it's new Oh, I too was lost, I've been set free He'll do the same for you He wants to ease your pain Eternal life you'll
like us to turn again to Mark 1, verse 14 and 15. Yes, we're going to go back there. It says, verse 14, now after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. As I have said in the past messages, this is one of the first messages that Jesus gave. And there is so much instruction here, so much power in these words, if we will listen. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And how did he preach the gospel of the kingdom of God? The next phrase, and saying. So what did he say? Because what he said is going to be preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. It's here. Repent you and believe the gospel. Jesus said, repent you and believe the gospel. Now we know that from 1 Corinthians 4.20, what the kingdom of God is. It says, for the kingdom of God is not in word, it's in power. The kingdom of God is in power. And they also know Luke 17, 20 and 21, that the kingdom of God, you can't observe it. As Jesus said, but he said, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is in you. And we know again that Luke 12, 32, fear not, little flock, Jesus speaking. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So it is the father's good pleasure to give you the power. It is the father's good pleasure to put it within you. So how do we get that power? How do we walk in the kingdom of God? Jesus said it. In verse 15 of Mark 1, he said, And the kingdom of God is at hand. So what do we do? We repent and we believe the gospel. Like we've said before, that word repent, that word repent does not mean to throw out all your booze. It does not mean to cut up all your cigarettes. What it means is to change the way you're thinking. Change the way you're thinking. Not to think this way, but to do what? To believe the gospel. Change what you're thinking, what you're trusting in, what you're believing in, and believe the gospel instead. Now, you said, well, we have heard that over and over for the past month. Yes. And is it working yet? Jeremiah said that the word of God is a fire and a hammer. And it is good for us to hear the word of God over and over again because that fire and that hammer will work on the heart and you will hear and you will hear and one day, one day you will understand. I would like to encourage you to go to my website, kdwol.com and go to these messages and download them and listen to them over and over again because they will minister faith to you. In Romans 10, verse 15, And how should they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. That's what we're doing here. 
verse 16, if they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who has believed our report? And then that verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that word that's spoken of in that passage is the gospel. Take these messages, listen to them over and over, K-D-W-O-L dot com. Jesus said, repent you and believe the gospel. That is the instructions that Jesus gave in his very first message. Well, we're going to take a look at what the apostle Paul said about that gospel. So we are going to go to where the gospel is defined, and that is 1 Corinthians 15. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 4. In this passage is the bona fide definition of the gospel that we're supposed to believe. There are some things in this word that will help us very much. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 1. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. And he's speaking to us baptized in a Holy Ghost, spirit-filled church. And look what he says. Verse 1, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. Let's look at that verse a little closer. It says, moreover, brethren. So Paul is speaking to the church of Corinth, and he's speaking to us. These letters are to us, too. Have you ever read the Word of God, the epistles in the New Testament, as letters to you? Moreover, brethren, I declare, I declare. That word declare means I made known unto you the gospel. The gospel. The Apostle Paul made it known unto them what the gospel was. And it says, which I preached unto you. So Paul preached the gospel. And we know from Mark 1, Jesus preached the gospel. And we know that Peter preached the gospel. So do you think maybe that's what we ought to be preaching? We need to preach that gospel. So Paul here preaches the gospel, which also you have received. They received it. You know what that word received means? It means to take it. They took it. They made it their own. We must take this gospel. It's not enough just to hear it. We have to receive it. We have to take it. We have to make it our own. That's when it begins to work. It says, which also we have received and wherein you stand. Do you see here that the Corinthians stood in the gospel? They not only listened to it, they not only heard it, but they received it and they stood in it. They had committed to it. They adhered to it. They trusted it. That means they had faith in it. They believed it. That word believe means to trust in, adhere to, commit to, hang on to the gospel. Verse 2, by which also, that gospel, by which also you are saved. You are saved, how? You are saved by the gospel. You are not saved through the Ten Commandments. It says it right here. It says it right here. You're not even saved through the law of Moses. What did the Apostle Paul say? 
that saves you. He said, by which also you are saved. The gospel. You are saved by the gospel. Not any other thing. You are saved through that gospel. By which also you are saved if. Oh my Lord. Do you have the courage to believe the word of God? Do you have the guts to believe? what the Word of God says and not what you've heard otherwise. Like I said before, Jesus said in John 10, the Scripture cannot be broken. And we also know that the Word of God is from everlasting to everlasting. So we must look at that Word of God as our truth, as our anchor, what we believe. So do you have the courage to believe these words? Verse 2, by which also you are saved, if, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, if you keep in memory, and that next phrase, unless you have believed in vain. Do you know that you can believe in vain? Do you know that you can trust in, adhere to, Commit to this gospel and then stop and it will be in vain. Do you understand what this means? That that doctrine, once saved, always saved, is a false doctrine. The Apostle Paul says right here in the word of God that cannot be broken if, if, and unless you believed in vain. You can lose your salvation. Folks, that's not me saying that you can lose your salvation. That's the word of God saying you can lose your salvation. That is what the Apostle Paul is writing here. Your believing can be in vain. You must keep it in memory. You must keep it before you. You must walk in it. You must believe it. You must commit to it. You must trust it. Or you can believe in vain. Now, verse 3. For I, that's the Apostle Paul, delivered unto you first of all. First of all. What did he preach first of all? He preached the gospel. He said, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. So Paul received it. He made it his own put it in his heart. He believed it. He trusted it and he committed to it, which I also believed how. And here is the gospel defined, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. It wasn't made up as Jesus went along. It was all according to the scriptures. And like I said last time, the gospel was preached to Adam and Eve in the garden. The gospel was preached to Abraham by the father. The gospel was preached to Moses. The gospel was preached to King David. The gospel was preached to Isaiah and all the prophets. Jesus died. He was buried and he rose again according to to those scriptures. It was the predetermined plan, Acts 2. The predetermined plan by God 
that Jesus was going to come and he was going to die and he was going to be buried and he was going to raise again the third day. That is the gospel. That is what we trust in. That is what we believe in. That is what we commit to. And what does the Apostle Paul say when we trust, we believe, we have faith in that gospel? He said, verse 2, by which also you are saved. You are saved by the gospel. But you know what that word saved is? Oh, Lord, open our ears so we can hear this. That word saved does not mean just born again. That word saved is the Greek word sozo. Sozo. Do you know what the Greek word sozo means? It means to save. But it also means to keep safe and sound. It means to rescue from danger or destruction. It means to heal. To make well. To restore to health. To preserve. To prosper. That's what sozo means. Can you hear that? That's the word that the Apostle Paul used when he was preaching the gospel. He said, by that gospel, by the gospel, you are saved. All those things are wrapped up in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Did you know that? The gospel not only gets you saved, it not only gets you born again, That gospel will get you healed. It'll get you in security. It'll save you from destruction. It will bring healing. It'll save your family. That is all wrapped up in that gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Do you know that? How? How does that death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. How does it bring all those things? How does it save? How does that gospel save? How does that gospel bring healing? How does that gospel bring prosperity? How does that gospel bring the security? How does that gospel rescue from danger or keep you safe? Just as the Apostle Paul said that Jesus died for our sins according to the gospel. Do you know that Jesus paid for our sins on the cross? And not only did he pay for our sins on the cross, but he paid all the consequences of that sin. That's why God can protect us. That's why God can heal us. That's why God can bring us prosperity. All those things came. Because Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures. And he was buried and he rose again. And all the consequences of that sin was dealt with. I have a perfect illustration of being saved by the gospel. I was taking a flight from Dallas to Atlanta. And I was going to change planes and go up to Pennsylvania and Ohio to visit my parents. We took off from Dallas, and as we got closer to Atlanta, the pilot came over the intercom and said, there is a storm in Atlanta. It's over the city, and if it doesn't move, we're going to have to make other plans. We are either going to have to circle until it moves, or we are going to have to go to another airport. 
Now, I didn't want that to happen because I knew that if I missed my flight, it was going to be hours before I could get another flight to Ohio and Pennsylvania, and I was only going to be there a couple days. So I was close to the window, and I remember I leaned my head against the window, and very quietly, very quietly, I began to sing a song to the Lord. And I can't even remember exactly what the song was, but it had to do with the saving power of the gospel. And I just sang it quietly under my breath as we were nearing Atlanta. And as we got close to where the pilot was going to have to make a decision, he came across on the intercom and he said, folks, there is an opening in the clouds and I'm going to go through it. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Put on your seatbelts, but we're going to land this plane. And as we went through those clouds, you couldn't even see the wing of the airplane. The, the clouds surrounded us. But as we were coming into the airport, I kept singing that song quietly under my breath next to the window. I was singing it to the Lord, reminding him of the gospel. And you know what? We landed that plane. And before we got off that plane, the pilot said we were the only plane that were able to land. All the others were either circling or they had been directed to other airports. That is being saved by the gospel. That is where God steps in on your behalf. You know, that is for you. You know, that is for anybody who will believe. Believe what? Jesus says, repent. Change the way you think and believe the gospel. Believe what Jesus did for you on the cross. Trust in what Jesus did for you on the cross. Commit to what Jesus did for you on the cross. And I made my flight change. And I reached Pennsylvania and Ohio on time. Now, how do we get that kingdom John 3, Jesus speaking to Nicodemus. And he said to Nicodemus, a man who obeyed the law of Moses, a man who followed the Ten Commandments, a ruler of the Jews, Jesus said to him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't even see it unless you're born again. Would you like to be born again? Being born again is simple. Thank God Jesus made it simple. He did all the work. All we have to do is believe. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 10, 9, that if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Do you know that's the same word in 1 Corinthians 15, it's sozo. Oh, if you get any Greek word in your heart, make it sozo. Sozo means everything you need provided for you through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So pray this prayer with me and be born again. Watch God lead you. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Lead me. Teach me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. 
That is a prayer he always hears. Let's finish the program with a song that we are very familiar with when we come to Jesus. It's done by Terry and the Browns, Just As I Am. I love the way they sing it.
Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would like to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. That's kd at kdwol.com. Or you can write her at Kathy Davidson, Post Office Box, 94 1925, Plano, Texas, 75094. You can also find her on the internet at her website, kdwol.com, and on Facebook and also YouTube. Until next time, God bless.